Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Stib and Zang Show, episode 40. This episode, uh, we'll be talking about NFL and the uh, fast approaching week five, um, as well as a little signing uh, involving the Montreal Canadiens and some UFC talk with the uh, UFC 38 that just happened and what's next for the fighters. But as always, this video is sponsor, uh, sponsored by Hot Streak Fantasy, the best in-play fantasy app on the market. Pick two to three players in the MLB while, and the NFL while you're watching your favorite teams and watch them make you some money. Hot Streak is matching your initial deposit as a bonus when you use promo code HOTSAUCE. So get Hot Streak Fantasy app now. Every week we say quick, easy, make money while you're watching MLB, NFL um, and watch them make you some money. Just like the promo says. Uh, but before we get into that episode, Eric, uh, as always, before we start, roll it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Stim and Zang Show, episode 40. Eric, uh, kind of uh, not really a milestone, but, uh, you know, much, still yeah. an even number. Yeah. Uh, this episode, a little NFL talk. Uh, a little UFC talk and a little hockey talk with uh, some signing, not a sign, one signing, not sign names. But man, before we get into that, Eric, week four NFL just wrapped up. Bengals come out on top with a win versus Jacksonville. Steelers fall one and three. Um, you know, not looking good for the Steelers. Other good matchups uh, around the league. Buffalo. Uh, dominates in their win 40 to nothing. But yeah. Eric, uh, the big game of the week, of course, was the return. Uh, the return of Tom Brady in New England, Foxborough. Uh, quickly, that was a that was a fun game. Mac Jones, oh, Tom Brady. Uh, both quarterbacks were dialed in for that matchup. Mac Jones, 31 uh, for 40, 275 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Brady, 22 for 43, 269 yards. And he also beats, uh, he passes Drew Brees for the all-time yeah. passing record in the NFL. It's like 80,000 or something like that. Um, some big number like that. But anyway, uh, yeah, Bill Belichick versus Tom Brady. That game was fun. It ended 19-17, right? I think so, something like that. And yeah, But then it came down to a field goal. Nick Foles missed. But, uh, Just missed, too. That was, was, that so was, that was definitely um, a, a fun one uh, Fun one to watch. Uh, uh, Bucks, uh, they're a little shorthanded on the defensive side. They signed Richard yeah. Sherman. He started that game like four days. I think he was in camp. Didn't get much time to get going. And unfortunately, um, Davis, one of uh, their defensive players, also came out with a concussion at half. So that's a big loss for them. But uh, Brady gets it done. Now he exactly. joins uh, three other QBs, I believe. Uh, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, um, Tom Brady along that list, and um, others that have beaten all 32 NFL teams in their career. Brady, you know, as being with New England so long, not able to do that. Now with Tampa, he is. So, um, yeah, just had to mention that out. But, uh, but yeah, now Mac we got Jones. Yeah, Mac, Mac Jones. Jones looks so good. Mac like, Jones balled out, too. He, he you know, I remember a lot of people are saying this Brady versus Belichick scenario. But, you know, you got to think Mac Jones. Uh, you know, exactly. what, what is he thinking uh, during that game uh, going up against the best quarterback of all time, Mac Jones, keeping it solid. You know, keeping his team in it. Uh, he's been compared it. to him too, so it's like he had to perform, and he, and basically he, he he outplayed he outplayed Tom Brady, but obviously he came up like just short of the loss. They almost had the win on that that Nick Foles kick, but it literally just missed. 
Yeah. And also, there was rain too, so can't blame him. It was a 56 yard. Yeah, uh, I saw that Brady yeah. was struggling a lot too with the, the rain. When Brady yeah. came out, he got cheers, but as soon as the game started, uh, fans started to boo him because, you know, it's, it's football and you don't boo exactly. players. You got to boo the players on the other team. So, no exceptions for Tom Brady. Excuse me. But, Eric. Uh, week five of the NFL, another week in the books, another week on the horizon. Good matchup of the week, in my opinion. Uh, America's game of the week, as they call it. Bills and uh, Chiefs. Yeah, uh, good old AFC matchup. Bills are uh, two and one, uh, as they no, three and one, three and one, three, three and one. one, as they shut out. Um, who did they face last week? Miami. Yeah, my, yeah, but it was Miami they played last week, right? Like, but anyway, the they, that, uh, yeah, the, the one that just happened. Oh, it was Texans. They just beat Texans 40-0. 40 nothing. Uh, and the Chiefs beat the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, I believe what was the score? I don't have the score. What was that game? I remember it was a pretty good game. I remember. I don't know why I can't find score. Yeah, 42-30. It's a high-scoring game. Uh, Mahomes throws five touchdowns uh, as the Chiefs beat the Eagles. Andy Reid's 100th win. But this week, the top two AFC uh, top dogs pretty much, even though it doesn't seem like the Chiefs are a top dog, (laughs) a consensus top dog. Uh, They're 2-2 and this week. And um, they face off against the Bills, who are 3-1. and This was a, this is going to be a rematch of last year's AFC Championship yeah. game, where, as we know, the Chiefs came out on top. Week five, this is also an Arrowhead Stadium. Eric, Bills, Chiefs, there's questions going all around. Are the Chiefs, or sorry, are the Bills the best team in the AFC, or do the Chiefs still, are they still holding on to that title? No, uh, what do you think about that? that, that's, that a very, that's a very fair question, because if you look at Bills, like their, their defense coming into the season, they're about like mid tier, like decent, but they just shut out uh two teams, which which is like it's 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 so hard to shut out a team in the NFL because yeah. like, all you need is a field goal, right? Right. So that just shows how good their defense is and how good their offensive uh offense is as well. Um obviously Josh Allen uh playing basically uh MVP like um like as a lot of us expected. Um yeah, Josh Allen's playing playing yeah. very well. Stephon Diggs playing as very well as well. So uh, there's not really any weaknesses with this Buffalo team. Other you can you can say the running back, but like David Singletary and uh, I think Zach Moss. Zach Moss. They're decent uh, running backs and they get the job done. So like, and on the other hand, you have Kansas who it seems like their defense isn't playing as well as it should be. No. Like a lot of these games, like going almost like 25 plus 30. So yeah, you you gotta fix that. Obviously, we know Patrick Mahomes playing as as well as he could. Like he's he's always having good games, and he has the weapons. Like Clyde's starting to pick it up a bit, but uh, obviously their defense has to pick up because Josh Allen and that uh, offense and and for Buffalo is gonna be really good. So yeah, um, for me personally, this is going to be a, a high scoring affair. The over under is 56 and a half. I would take it uh, if I was betting money, just the, like you said, the way the Chiefs defense uh, is playing right now, not the best. So there's room yeah. there for uh, the Bills to, to rack up uh, some scores. But in my opinion, listen, as you said, Bills defense looking real good so far. They, like you said, they already shut out two teams, uh, Texans and the Dolphins. 
Josh Allen has admitted he hasn't been playing his best football of late, which is kind of crazy because, you know, even if you put up 40 points or 35 points or something like that, but there was room, there was room uh, to, to look at that point and see where he can improve and stuff yeah. like that. But uh, for me personally, this is going to be at Arrowhead stadium. Yeah. There's two ways to look at it. You know, bills are coming into exact revenge, so they got something on their mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, you know, is the crowd going to be too much for the Buffalo Bills like it was in the AFC Championship? Is this home stadium going to uh, affect that game? Uh, but me personally, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win this one. Okay. It's going to be a close affair, uh, just though, in my opinion, the Kansas just has way too many high-powered um, mm-hmm. Uh, weapons and you know they're two and two and you might you know that might give them a bad look but really it's kind of the defense has been letting them down they can still score they could still put up a bunch of points and you know playing Patrick Mahomes for any defense that's a tough job to do so you know Josh Allen's great Stephon Diggs they're great Buffalo's becoming this two-dimensional team where last year they were kind of seen as this one-dimensional team they can only throw the ball throw the ball now with Devil Singletary, Zach Moss, they've kind of shifted into that two-dimensional team. They're running the ball a lot, uh, a lot more. And the defense, the defensive line is com- has completely changed. Or not completely changed, but last year it's different than this year. Just like the Chiefs' O-line uh, is different this year than it was last year. But no, I think for Sean McDermott's defense, this is too much. Too much high power. Just too much for the, the Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to be a good game. I think the Chiefs are going to take it. Um, don't know the score, but definitely okay, take okay. the over uh, for this game. You know, it's a good game. It, we've known the, the storyline has been going on for yeah. these two teams for a few years now. You know, Josh Allen not being able to beat Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes only being his only obstacle in his way. He gets another chance to prove that uh, week five. But, we'll but it's kind see. of crazy because, like, there's no way Kansas is going to go two and three. Like, how like, how crazy would a look at that be? That's a exactly. crazy look. So I doubt Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and the whole Kansas City team is going to let that happen. But you never know. Like, I, I feel like Josh Allen this year, like, he, he's different. So if he's saying that he's, he hasn't been playing that well, he hasn't shown his full potential, it's going to be interesting to see. I still believe that Kansas is the better team. But uh, this game, if I had to bet, I'd probably – I want to say Buffalo, just but like I still think Kansas is the better team. But ah, it's me. It's a Josh Allen's gonna have to be perfect. He he's gonna exactly. have to be perfect this game. Uh, for him to uh to come out with a win, especially playing away, that's pretty hard uh, yeah. by itself in the NFL. But to do it against the Chiefs and that yeah. home crowd is uh something else. So sure. there's uh, that game to be looking for. I think that's gonna be the best game of the week in my opinion. But uh, let's move on to another game coming up in week five where it's my Cincinnati Bengals yeah Joe Burrow and um Jamar Chase coming off um a stressful win I would say yeah off the Jacksonville Jaguars um you know that was a game they were supposed to win they started off real slow it was also a ceremony for a couple of uh, inductees uh for the Bengals so you know the defense was kind of slow to start Trevor Lawrence looked really good to start. Uh, the Jacksonville defense looked really good to start, but uh, they quickly uh, turned it around. Cincinnati were able to get going, and they came out the win. But now they got to face a hot team in Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so, especially now without mixing, without missing or with missing Joe Mixon, 
there wasn't really any backup plan in Cincinnati this year. Joe Mixon was kind of going to have the ball every single rep. So now their running game, there's kind of, you know, question marks going into next week because Cincinnati is still a team that relies heavily on their run, relies heavily on Joe Mixon when it's first and 10, whatever, second and 10, they get six or five yards. Now, I don't know if you're going to be able to do that. Now you're going to actually have to throw the ball uh, a lot more than you had to do last game. And this was the question about the Cincinnati offense and the playbook and um, Zach Taylor. Uh, what is this team able to use the weapons that they have, call the right plays against defenses and put up, you know, get to their potential and put up points? Or are they going to be scared, keep Joe Burrow safe so, you know, he stays below in the pocket, doesn't have to step up or anything like that? I don't know. Because the Packers defense can be much better than the Jaguars defense uh, that kind of had that you were struggling with last week. So now you're going to have to play a better defense. And with the O-line, as we know, Cincinnati, it got better with the Steelers and stuff like that. Uh, Jacksonville struggled a little with the pass rush, but uh, they're going to have to do a better job, uh, even better job now against a good pass rush uh, Packers defense. So look for that. I don't know. I, I am a Cincinnati Bengals fan. I could see them winning this game. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, I like the defense, the, the way the defense has been playing right now. It's been the bright spot. They could stop the the uh, Green Bay Packers. I know they can't, Devontae Adams. Uh, but it's just a question of can the offense get going against the defense, the the, the Bengals offense. So I think ah, – I don't want to say they're going to lose there because I don't say that about teams I, yeah. I cheer for. But this is going to be the Bengals' toughest matchup of the season by far, uh, and it would definitely be an upset win. Uh, if they come out on top, I feel like I'd be saying that a lot of weeks for the Bengals upset win. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Are, the next time the Bengals and Steelers phase, is it going to be a Steelers upset win or, you know, are the Bengals going to lose and get upset by the Steelers? Because, you know, Eric, they're one in three now. Yeah. Um, not They just lost against the Packers as well. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, Steelers are kind of struggling. Uh, who yeah. do they play in um, uh, week five? Uh, Steelers, Steelers, Steelers. You guys play. I don't know. I can't see right now. Uh, we're playing the Broncos. So hopefully you. Can... Oh, the Broncos. Broncos. So Broncos are. Uh, yeah, they're a pretty good team. What do you think about that? Like Broncos defense, actually been playing really well. So I really, I'm, I, I didn't give up on this team yet, but it's it's tough to watch the games. Last game we're up. No, it was a really close game, and then Green Bay just took over. And it's just – it's tough when, like, Big Ben's playing good, but it's just like – it's Deontay Johnson. Like, yeah, I, I thought we had one of the best receiving – like, you know, like, Juju's not doing much, you know. Like, mm-hmm. Chase Claypool not having the best – like, it's just tough. Like, like coming into the season, I was – like, I had high hopes. You know, last year we went 11-0, and and this year – the, obviously, we know like the defense really isn't the same anymore, but I really expected more. From Neither this is team. the offense. Yeah. Neither so, is the offense uh, for this team. I'm happy for your Bengals. They're, they're, they're looking good. And uh, You shouldn't I, be happy because we play in the same division. I know, I know. But no. <laughs> That's a tough division already. And teams are racking exactly. up wins, and Steelers are just dropping back one and three um, face the Broncos. Broncos would be, uh, listen, I don't even know who the favorite in that game is. Yeah. Because yeah, Steelers right now, like, they're 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 not playing a you know terribly. They're not playing amazing. They're playing under uh, their potential for sure. 
uh, with uh, I just think this is Big Ben's last year. I'll keep saying it, but uh, I don't see how that that offense could get going another year uh, under Big Ben. They need a mobile quarterback um, to 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 get that offense going. But uh, let's go um, to the UFC. Eric, UFC two sixty six happened. Uh, we know that Volkanovski Ortega, but there's always UFC Vegas uh, every week. So UFC Vegas 38 was it? Yeah, I think 38 was Thiago Santos versus uh, Johnny Walker yeah. was the main card. But there were some other cards like Kevin Holland that you liked. He get, that was mm-hmm. a no contest with a headbutt. Mm-hmm. So uh, Thiago Santos wins versus Johnny Walker. Eric, what did you like about those fights? So, yeah, uh, so that first, the main event, uh, I was watching it. Um, I didn't watch the whole fight, like, because I'm not going to lie, I was streaming it. It was a little laggy, yeah. so I just ended up watching the highlights. Um, it was a good fight. There wasn't much that happened. They literally, like, I think Diego Santos threw, like, 40 punches. Like, he landed, for, like, which is, isn't a lot for a five-round fight. It was a lot of... Because coming into this fight, they both, most of their wins for Thiago Santos and Johnny Walker, like, I think 95% of their wins were, were ki- like, a finish, right? So everyone's expecting a finish, a big main event, but really didn't do anything. Um, the, they, like, they're just, like, kind of dancing around, like, a lot of shadow boxing. So it's tough for a main event, but, like, if, if that's how you have to win, you have to be smart because the, the thing with Johnny Walker was, the um he like he fights kind of like uh patty the batty pimlet so it's like yeah. he, he just has his chin up and he but like he throw he throws punches right so that's what happened with uh johnny walker's last win over ryan span so what happened was johnny walker was wailing he got rocked got back up almost lost a fight and then finished ryan span so that's that describes uh johnny walker like he's just like a super athletic six foot five uh light heavyweight like super strong but Obviously, he like he's not the brightest. Well, I he, he he's probably smart, but like I'm just saying, like <laughs> having your chin, like yeah, so yeah. he like he's not the smartest fighter, but he, in this fight he showed that he could fight smart. Obviously, it's not as fun for the fans, but uh, he didn't win. But it, it just shows that he can be patient and have composure and like uh like read like, just read his opponent. And on the other hand, Thiago Santos, I was expecting like a brawl here, but Thiago Santos. Um, he just wanted to get the win. I believe before this, he was on a two-three fight win. Uh, he was on a losing streak. Lost to Teixeira and a Rockage. Yeah, Alexander Rockage. Yeah, and Rockage. And I think before that, lost John Jones. No, before then, that, lost to oh, before Teixeira. Yeah, before Teixeira lost to John Jones. So yeah. those three fighters that he lost in a row are obviously really good fighters, right? So there's yep. no like you lose to John Jones. Okay, like obviously we, we know John Jones, and then. Glover Teixeira, which was a pretty recent fight. He lost. He was a favorite in that fight. He lost. Whatever. And the Rakic is also a good fighter. He lost. So it's kind of brutal. But before that, right before John Jones, he actually beat Yan Blackover. That's when Yan wasn't as big as a name of a name, but still beat Yan. So it just shows that he Tiago Sango still top three in that division. I put him right under like Rakic. So it it probably go right now, like right now uh, he's seventh. The, He's seventh. The, they okay. ranked him so uh Thiago Santos is seventh. Smith bumped up with his win over Ryan Span yeah. at UFC Vegas. He's sixth. Rockich is fifth. Yeah. Dominic Reyes is still fourth. Glover Tick shares three, and then Yuri, and then Yan. 
Oh my god, okay, I forgot about those fights. But yeah, so Dominic was, Reyes is like on a three fight losing streak right now. Yeah, but obviously he all he also lost to some good fighters, right? So well, yeah, some very good fighters. So like you can't so that's why the light heavyweight is underrated division. People like obviously there's not big names, but if you look at the fighters, like it's a very competitive division and everyone has always fought each other it is. and people lose and win against each other. So like if you, you, you look at it like Yuri obviously beat Dominic Reyes, like very dominant fighter. People have him um, for the title next. Obviously, you have Glover Teixeira fighting in a couple weeks against yep. Jan. That's going to be a really good fight. Uh, probably Glover's last fight. Even if you win or loses, it's probably his last fight. Um, and then after you even Dominic Reyes, as we talked about, really good fighter. Um, Rakic. Like, it's fifth Reyes. right after okay. that. Yeah, and then Rakic, obviously. Um, like he, he, he beat Anthony Smith. So we're gonna have that rematch probably I think in December as you said Christmas right yeah so, so let me let me put this right if Anthony Smith's fighting Rakic by December uh, yeah. after that call out uh, mm-hmm. Dominic Reyes right now haven't heard any news about him he, he's still on a three fight losing streak just yeah. lost to Yuri Glover as we know is fighting in a few weeks Yuri yeah. right now is waiting for his title chance yeah so Thiago Santos comes off a win mm-hmm. what's next for him? right now he's kind of in an idle position yeah, so, he's kind of got to wait for some fights to happen exactly, what's he looking so, for so uh exactly for him like jo- having a win over johnny walker obviously johnny walker is not the highest ranked but it's a it's a win right so that's what anthony smith did too so uh obviously rackage anthony smith are, are gonna fight so he's probably gonna i'd say he should wait for the winner of maybe anthony smith versus rackage or even like fight dominic reyes because if he fights dominic reyes and beats dominic reyes He'll be back at the top as he was before. Because before, I think the um, the before he lost to Rakic and Glover Teixeira, he was like second. He 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 was about to like if he beat uh, Teixeira, he was gonna fight for the title. So mm-hmm. obviously that one loss dropped him, and then Rakic dropped him even further. So um, obviously uh, it's tough for him, but he's a very good fighter. And Johnny Walker as well. I believe he's gonna have a chance to bounce back. Uh, he showed composure in this fight. Obviously he's not as because Thiago Santos is still like one of the best uh, light heavyweights, so we're I, I, I'm excited to see what um, Johnny Walker and Thiago Santos do next. Yeah, for for sure. Uh, just uh, also in that uh, fight night, there was also a middleweight fight that uh, that mm-hmm. you like was uh, the Kevin Holland fight versus yeah. Kyle Dawkins. That finished in a no contest. Yeah. Uh, by an accidental headbutt. Mm-hmm. So, what'd you like about the fight? What can we expect next? Uh, from Kevin Hall, there's not much you could say right now about a fight that got no contest, yeah, clearly. But uh, you wanted to talk about him exactly because I've always liked Kevin Holland. Um, in 2020, he actually won 20, uh, not 25, he won five fights in 2020, so he fought five times, fought five times in 2020, yeah, exactly. And he, and he won all five of them, and I think that was probably in a span of like seven, eight months. So he was on like he was beating some good fighters too. Um, what's his name he beat um he had a good like and they're all all, most of them were like knockout wins too he beat what's his name i think buckley you know the guy that uh that does like he caught the leg and then spun and oh yeah so kevin holland knocked out that guy which was a good win like just like um before the year started he was 10 yeah yo uh joaquin buckley yeah joaquin Joaquin buckley so before like starting in 2021 kevin holland was 10th um, he was up there, and his only thing was he's not a good wrestler. And then he, um, 
what's uh what's Paulo Costa drops out of the Marvin Vittori fight, so or one one of those fights, and then what, what do you have? No, it was, it was Marvin Vittori versus Darren Till, and then uh, Kevin Holland. Um, obviously, Darren Till dropped out, so Kevin Holland jumped in, and he he got fucked up by Marvin Vittori, obviously because of the wrestling. Marvin Vittori was just wrestling; he's a big guy, so Kevin Holland had no chance. Loses Whatever he Jack loses. Brunson. Yeah, even I think I think Derek Brunson was before that. So yeah, Derek Brunson, so Derek, he fights Derek Brunson before that. He actually the whole fight is just talking, and uh, obviously he actually took down Derek Brunson, which which the first time that Derek Brunson's ever been taken down by Kevin Holland, which is crazy. But Kevin Holland, great character for the UFC. He's actually a big name. He's actually a very popular fighter. Um, like he. If he starts racking up wins, he'll be a big because a lot of UFC fans love this guy just because he talks the way he fights. It's super entertaining. He's always like because he's, he's a striker, right? Yeah. And all all he had to do is practice his uh, takedown defense and like just his wrestling and jujitsu overall. Uh, obviously, we know he went to go train with DC and like he practices wrestling really hard. So uh, coming to this fight, uh, he he fought an unranked guy, so not in top fifty top fifteen. Um, so it was, I was like, okay, should be an easy win for Kevin Holland. Obviously goes in there, good striking, gets a headbutt, uh, into the, into the, right into the jaw, gets knocked out, wakes up right away. But obviously he, he just got knocked out. Right. So he's in a bad spot. They, they shuffle around and then he gets put in a guillotine and he taps out. But, uh, the, the, the ref, uh, Dan Mergliano. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Obviously he looks at a review, him and Herb Dean look at it. They say okay, he got knocked out. Like it wouldn't be like it's a, not yeah. a illegal, but it's an accidental uh, headbutt. Obviously, it's none no, none of the fighters' fault. So and no you ha- but you ha- you have to call it no contest because s- someone just got like illegal like it's an illegal move like not illegal but it, it, it's it's not a legal move. You, yeah, the the fight should have been paused at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't continue to fight because someone just got submitted. So you just call it no contest. Yeah. Right? So, so what what what's next for Kevin Hall? Listen, you're talking about not being able to wrestle. Why don't yeah. we just throw two guys who can't wrestle into the ring, Darren Till and Kevin Holland, and just let hey, them that, go at it? That'd be such a good fight. The trash talking in that fight would be amazing. Um, I believe that that's actually a really good fight to make because right now I think Kevin Holland's four. Well, he, 14, he was 14th. He's 13. He he's 13. Darren so Till's ninth. So yeah, uh, but Kevin Holland's been given getting these fights over. Obviously, he's not on the level of because Mar- Marvin Victoria and Derek Brunson, they're like. 200 like five they're they're big boys and they're they can wrestle so hey kevin holland he the least he can try and be kind of like a israel type of fighter so because kevin holland came into the fight 183.5 so he didn't even have to cut like he just walks around that weight so he's he's really light for his uh the division so he has if you're that light for the division you gotta be able to like wrestle somehow because these big cats like they're gonna come in like 200 something 210 215 they're gonna take you down super easily if, if you're coming in at into the fight at like 183 you know so yeah um I, i'm hoping darren till would be a really good fight for him but there's a lot there's a lot of good matchup in the middle of the division uh, um and even at the top there's a bunch of matchups happening uh, i think who's is it Derek brunson fighting uh jared cannon i think yeah so. Derek brunson and jared uh Canonier. That's gonna be a good fight. Uh, are gonna fight as and we know. Robert Adesanya Whitaker. Yeah. and Whitaker are going to fight as well. Their rematch for the belt. Mm-hmm. Paul Acosta, I don't know. And Marvin and Vittori. Marvin yeah, him Vittori, and Vittori so are, They're gonna fight. That's gonna be a really. So everyone really good. in the top six is booked yeah. for a fight 
So that leaves guys like outside that uh, group of fighters, Jack Hermanson, Sean Strickland. Oh, so Sean Strickland's going to fight Luke Rockhold. Luke at Rockhold. UFC, really, I think it's UFC 268. So they're fighting soon. So Sean Strickland's taking uh, Hermanson. Jack Hermanson. He's a really good fighter. So he he, he could definitely beat up the, be up there. And him and Kevin Holland would be... I feel like her man. Kelvin Gastelum, of course. Kelvin Gastelum. Ten, uh, Uriah Hall, and Uriah then Hall. Uh, Brendan Allen. Uh, okay. He could fight as well. So yeah, Uriah Hall and Kevin Holland would be a good fight because they're both strikers. Yep. Uh, they're both. Uh, they have a small frame for their for 185. So that what that would be a very interesting fight. And if Kevin Holland gets that win, because I, I think they want to they want to get a rematch for the fight that just happened, just because it was a no contest, right? And. Uh, I forgot what the opponent's name was, but he had a really good fight and he deserves the rematch because he basically almost beat Kevin Holland. So yeah. Uh Kyle Dock is is who yeah. you're referring to. Um I don't know. That'd be rare for a, a non-ranked to get a rematch there with uh, Kevin well, Holland. Well, but... he, he basically won the fight. Yeah. So it, it yeah. is pretty fair to him that he gets the rematch, you know? It's uh for sure. I don't know why you would take that, but why 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 are people is it because people who are ranked like 14, 15, 13? They grab non-ranked guys to propel them what into the top ten. I don't well, get that. What's the point of taking that fight? Like, kind of, because that—that's kind of how it works. Because, because yeah, I know that's how it works. So you take the guys who are ranked the, the 15, 14, yeah. 13 guys who are but, just but outside if, or but inside. But it also forces fighters at the top to be like, "Yo, start fighting." Because like, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. If you because if you look at the rankings, like, like obviously it's the UFC that runs it. So Dana's like, "Yo, put him like if someone doesn't want to fight, he'll be like, okay." Well, that the guy under you is gonna fight, and if he keeps winning, like you're gonna yeah. get bumped down. So, yeah, well, uh, that should be uh, interesting. Um, as the middleweight division, not a slow division by any means, not anywhere near. We would rank it with the light heavyweight, uh, who's probably. Uh, should, would we both agree that the light heavyweight's the slowest right now? Yeah, pretty slow. I think it's just slow. Cause I mean, we got this title fight in a few weeks, but, but I, like I the, don't know. The, the name of the fighters also aren't like exactly. the biggest names, right? So even Glover, Teixeira, and yeah. Yanis is not really going to sell that much. No. Know, so so uh, middleweight, that's going to be interesting. Israel is going to be fighting uh, Robert Whitaker. I forget which UFC it is. Is it one in January? I forget. Oh, well, it's in a while. Uh, it's it's going to be in a few months, so we don't have to worry about that mm-hmm. for the UFC. But uh, we'll be back with more UFC later on in the month. Obviously, UFC 267 we'll have to talk about with Yan and Glover as the uh, main card. But before that, uh, let's stick with the NHL. Eric, as we know, the NHL preseason is making its way. Uh, teams have already played. The season starts in, uh, what, well over oh, two weeks, I would say, uh, some, somewhere like that, just a week and a, little, and a few days. Yeah. Uh, and the Montreal Canadiens, they make a, a, a signing of uh, one of their own, Jake Evans, their young center, 25 years old, signs for three years, 1.7 million AAV. Uh, Jake Evans, for those who don't know, a little background draft in the seventh round, uh, 207, 2014. Uh, like I said, he's 25. He centers uh, right now. He's planning on centering the third line. So uh, I really like this deal, Eric. Um, it's a quick, easy deal. But um, Jake Evans, if you look at his offensive stats, you might be, whoa, whoa, not whoa, 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 because uh, it's a $1.7 million deal. Um, but Jake Evans, 
the way I'm talking up, he's no offensive threat. Like he's going to like age up to be this, this point getter. But right now he's turning into a really, really solid two-way player, uh, 200 foot center, as we saw in the playoffs last year. And he's going to be an everyday player. Uh, he's reached that, uh, that, 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 not that skill set, but he, he, he's impressed the coaches that much last season, in the playoffs last season in yeah. general. And now he's solidified a spot. Um, Aaron, this is a great story because Jake Evans, as you know, seventh round pick, you know, how many seventh rounders are able to, you know, at, at such a young age like that, make it away and then crack a spot playing on the third line of the Montreal Canadiens like that. Uh, you know, that's a guy you could say who's never given up. He, you know, even when you go into Laval and stuff like that, he worked his way up there with his coaches, did a lot of good stuff, was called up by the Canadians when they needed players. And he's stuck around now and he's growing into this really, really 200, this really good 200 foot player. So really good signing by the Montreal Canadiens, really fair deal, 1.7 mil. Um, so expect Jake Evans now to uh, take another step in his game exactly. as he's going to be centering the third line alongside right now, Pendon. We don't know yet with the line parents going on in free uh, in preseason. We see Josh Anderson and, um, playing with Christian Dvorak and Jonathan Drouin. Drouin, as we know, is coming back to play this season. He's nice. looking to have a bounce-back year. So that's going to be one line, it looks like, as they're trying to build chemistry. So that means that Gallagher, Brendan Gallagher, is probably penciled in, Eric, as the third-line right winger right now. Ooh. Depending yeah. on how they you know, label their lines, yeah. the consensus number one line is Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield, and Tyler Toffoli. Second line is Christian Dvorak, Josh Anderson, and Jonathan Drouin. And then the third line would be Jake Evans, Brendan Gallagher, and Yoel Armia. So, uh, yeah, I like Jake Evans as our third line center, you know, and to have him for three more years on a $1.7 million deal. It's very, it's a win-win for the Canadians exactly. and for Jake Evans. And, um, yeah, so uh, I'm excited to see the, the, the improvement in his game. Uh, because, like I said, he's a serious player right now and could be our third-line center for the next foreseeable long-term future or whatever. Uh, so uh, if he keeps continuing and getting better. So, yeah. Uh, but as always, uh, this has been another episode of the Stibbenzang Show. Uh, a bit of a shorter episode, but next yeah. week oh, is going lot, to be yeah. uh, packed as next week uh, we'll be talking NHL as the season will be going underway very soon by the time that video comes out. We'll be uh, giving our predictions for standings in the divisions. No more North Division, all Canadian teams. We're back to uh, our normal NHL division alignment. So uh, expect that. And then uh, we have a fantasy draft tonight, Eric. Uh, our big fantasy draft that we did talk about yeah. during last, uh, not last year, but during that season. season. Yeah. So that's going to be the same league, 16 player league, very intense, a lot of money on the line. So expect to, to talk about our teams that are going to be drafted tonight exactly. very soon. So, um, yeah, thanks so much for listening on Spotify or watching us on you. YouTube. Uh, yeah, like we said, NHL, NBA after that, then UFC 267 recap. So stay tuned for those three weeks. Should be a good one. Uh, and as always, thank you for listening to the Stephen Zang Show. Thank much you. appreciated. Uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Roll the outro!